feels kind of inevitable at this point. Right. <laughs> We're all going to die from it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Uh, hopefully not, but, you know, I don't really have any... Don't know, don't have hope for the people that live around us, so... Dance, monkey, dance! Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Uh, doing just fine. Week two of 2022. <laughs> yeah. It's January. It's 80 degrees out. Yeah. It's hot. So typical. Typical. Mid- typical, Florida. typical. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got up early to take down my Christmas lights before it got too hot. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm surprised they're still up. Well, you got to leave them up until Epiphany, which was Thursday. Oh, I didn't realize that you you celebrated that. What's well, the 12th day of Christmas? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, well, hey, everybody that I know takes them down like like the, the day after. Well, like like right before New Year, so you know. That's because you're used to the theme parks that need to take the shit down and get ready for New Year's Eve. Well, well, but like even around here, like we were yeah. the last ones to have the lights up because the Puerto Ricans celebrate Three Kings, Three Day. Kings Day. And so, but this year, um, in the grand tradition of teenagers and parents not getting along or soon to be teenagers. <laughs> We didn't celebrate it because um, the kid wouldn't go out and collect grass or whatever. And so that was the end of that. So kept the lights up for no reason. You know, it's it's been grand here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't have to worry about camels being in your house, rooting under the beds, looking for something to eat. Oh, we're kind of past that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yep. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about the the, the tooth fairy or the or the camels or the Easter bunny or any of that shit anymore. Wow. Yeah. Reality is set in. It has it, and it it was a little sad, but you know, the, it we what we found out was is that um, she didn't really believe in any of that stuff for the last couple of years, and she was only playing along for our benefit. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, so you know, it's it. It was an interesting year because it really was like, hey, f- like this is from us, instead of like here's here's the present from me and here's the one from the big guy, right? So, but it was nice. Well, then that, that means you can just like stop giving presents if you don't believe. <laughs> Screw you. Well, what Sorry. It, what really sucks is that you can't use it anymore as a as a way of control, of like, hey, you've been bad. I'm going to call Santa. 
Now which now you just threaten them with like you've been bad, now you're just not getting anything. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. No, but you would think it would have a better reaction. You would think, but it doesn't. Oh. Oh well. <laughs> Such is life. Yeah. Yeah. So we lost another um, upper upper aged uh, Hollywood celebrity this week. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We we lost the first black man to win the Academy Award. That's right. Sidney Poitier. That's right. Appears in one of my all time favorite films, Sneakers. Oh, really? Yep. Have you never seen Sneakers? I've never seen Sneakers. Oh, my God. You need to see Sneakers. Okay. It's him and Robert Redford and Dan Aykroyd. And, uh, and they're like hackers or something, aren't they? They're, they're Yeah, they're kind of, well, before hacking was even a thing. So you have to you have to take it with a grain of salt of like it's like mid-80s technology. Um. But uh, it's really well done. It's it's one of my all time favorites. And it's got, okay. Uh, oh, what's her name in it? Um, Mary McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is in it. Yep. It's a uh, River Phoenix. Yes. It's it was. I think I believe it was one of his last films. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's 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 an amazing movie. Hmm. Okay. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah? Yeah. I'll check it out. So, you know, in honor of uh, Sydney, who has passed away. Uh-huh. So, I don't know who's shaking in their boots now, but... Whoever the next one is? I don't know. I think Dick Van Dyke is up there. You think? Who do you think outlives who? Is, is it Dick Van Dyke or William Shatner? Uh, I don't know. Shatner has that longevity. He's kind of tubby, though. And he's been to space. Yeah, I guess. That automatically adds, like, time to his life? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe that's what they're hiding with that rocket bullshit. Maybe it's, like, what they're not telling us is, like, if you pay this money, you're going to live an extra 10 years. Hmm... It'd still be worth it for an extra 10 years. I don't know. Well, not the way it's going now. <laughs> 10 more years of this shit. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know. At least there's some entertainment now. There's, there's like some good shit to watch on TV. There is like what? Um, there's something that I've been watching that um, I think you would also enjoy. There is a game show that's being shown in England right now um, that you can find the full episodes of on YouTube. Um, Jimmy Carr is the host, so you have to like Jimmy Carr. If his brand of humor is not yours, you may not like it. But okay. it's a show called I Literally Just Told You. And the premise is that anything that is said during the show can become a question later on. And oh, okay. so there's two people that are sitting there 
um, that are constantly writing questions based on the discussion that's being held on on stage. So they introduce everybody and they give you a ton of facts about each person. And then they, they go back and ask questions of the other contestants based on the other people is how it starts off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, it, they, they can, they can be like, okay, so this person is from Yorkshire and blah, 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 blah. And they go through like their entire life and what they do. And then it'll be like, okay, we told you that they grew up in Yorkshire, but what age did they leave there? And like, it's in the package of like, and so you really have to be paying attention throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. um, they'll have people that just walk through, um, like they do like fake ad breaks so that, that they lull people into like not paying attention. Mm. And so then they'll be like, so a woman during the ad break walked through what color jacket was she wearing? Oh wow. I uh, would suck at that. It, but <laughs> it's 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 interesting to watch because like in between those rounds they'll do like um they'll do pop culture questions of like um married divorced or was never a was never an item and like they'll ask people questions about that to see where they gauge but like then they'll go back and they'll ask questions about wrong answers that people gave. It's it's a fascinating like like way of, of having a game show because it, it truly is like anything that, that has been said or shown, um, can be turned into a question. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen, did you ever see the old David Prowse who played Darth Vader? The, um, the stuff he did in England about traffic safety back in like the early seventies where he was like a superhero. I, yes. So in the latest one, they showed one of those as like, just something like they were watching and like one of the questions ended up being like, what was the color of the car that almost ran the two kids over? Uh, <laughs> and so you're really having to pay attention for everything, but it's, it's just not a typical game show. So I think, I think you might actually like it. There's only, I think there's only like four episodes right now. Um, and I, I've watched them all on YouTube, so they've all got to be there. But it's uh it's it's pretty good. I think you'd like it. Hmm. Okay. Um, did you watch uh the new uh Boba Fett episode? I did. And so Boba Fett seems to be getting a lot of hate on the internet. Yeah. And I'm wondering how you feel about the series so far. Um, I, I liked the homage to the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It's, you know, I mean, they're, they're taking a character who had such little screen time, you know, and are expanding on it because he's a fan favorite. And the whole thing is just fan service left and right. Right. You know, this one, we had the two the two weird hut twins and their assassin, the black Wookiee. Yep. And they go so back I've, to Tashi station and you see Luke's friends and, from the deleted scenes. Yes. And weren't we just talking about that last time? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's totally fan service. And I think that's kind of what it needs at this point. You know, I liked the whole spirit journey 
flashback thing. It was kind of interesting how he brought, you know, technology to the, the savage Tuscan Raiders and, um, you know, it was very old West, you know, the great train robbery kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's definitely both the Mandalorian and Boba Fett have been gunslinger, lone gunslinger type shows. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of people pissed off because, inclu- including Joe Johnston, who designed Boba Fett, about yeah, um, he didn't think that they should be taking his mask off, and it's like, I understand in the original four minutes of screen time that the dude had, he never took his helmet off, so you just didn't see his face, right? But. I, I can't believe I I truly feel like the thing in the first season of the Mandalorian where they never took their helmets off was simply because they didn't have access to Pedro Pascal for a lot of the shooting. And so they had to write this thing into like Mandalorians never take their helmets off. Um, But like they've they've established since then in the Clone Wars TV show and on the Mandalorian that that's like one sect of the Mandalorian culture. So who says that Boba Fett didn't take his helmet off at Jabba's palace in return of the Jedi? You just didn't see it. So, you know, I, I just have problems with people that like, that's not the way Boba Fett is. Well, how do you know? Like it's literally four minutes of screen time. And then he goes out like a little bitch. So I don't really know what to tell people. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's annoying. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not going to make everyone happy. So you kind of have to just selectively tune out some of it oh yeah because let's face it i mean the the internet is for people who are too chicken shit to say things to people's faces (laughs) so everybody can become a critic yeah well that's for sure yeah so uh, yeah you know i don't know i'm enjoying it i think that's all that matters to me You know, I don't need to to break it down and, you know, tear it apart and pick, you know, pick at all the little things that are wrong with it. Right. You know, I mean, I I think they're doing some cool stuff. So shut up and watch. And if you don't want to watch, then shut up. It's definitely (laughs) interesting, like the the Wookiee showing up. Yeah. Um, Because... I guess in the comic books, he is um, the scar on his eye that was visible in the Mandalorian comes from Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so it's going to be really interesting if this dude shows back up without the scar in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show and you actually get to see that fight. And I feel like maybe maybe they're going to try to tie it all together. I don't know. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I like it. I think it's, it's definitely, well, it's way better than the sequels and you know, anything oh, yeah. that kind of brings star Wars back into the main fold of the fandom is okay by me. Definitely. And I, I mean, I, go ahead. I like all of the, <clears throat> all of the details that go back to the original trilogy in this. Right. I mean, they definitely done their homework in like, um, the, the, the Jabba palace sets and, um, like even the Rancor pit was looked straight out of return of the Jedi. Yeah. And that was such a great scene. Yeah. The door opens and <laughs> she's they, like, they're they, not, he's not there. Yes. It's like, you was, <laughs> I, I mean, that was great. It's like, perhaps you'd be afraid of the Rancor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's we know that the Rancor is gone, but like nobody else on the planet might know that. And it's been five years, so you would think that maybe they would have gotten a new one. But like it would have kind of been interesting to see like the the rule of Bib Fortuna and how it was different than Jabba. Sure. Sure. I don't know. And I mean, I like all the practical effects, you know, it's, it's, they obviously have built these sets and they're doing, um, the special makeup and stuff. So, you know, give it a break. <laughs> it's not like they created this, this show of a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. What else have you been watching? Um, we finished the latest season of Cobra Kai. I don't know. Did you? Uh, watch Cobra Kai? I'm, yeah, I'm four episodes into the latest one. Okay. I I am really impressed with the um the level of of production value they've put into this year. Okay. I, I don't know if they're shooting. They must be shooting on new cameras. Um. And I won't like, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but the music in the last two episodes is a step above beyond anything that they've done on the show since. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really well done and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where they go next season, but I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. I mean, so far Johnny and, and, Daniel are starting to work together. They're they're kind of training each other, right? And R- Robbie is is mentoring the little black kid. Yeah, that was the only thing that I rolled my eyes at. Of like, he's going to go to school and get bullied. Who's he going to get bullied by? The little Russo kid. And it's like, okay, right. so now we have that other thing again, where like, Cobra Kai is better for the kid than being bullied. And the the bully is actually the good guy's son. And it's like, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. That felt a little forced. I, I still don't feel sorry for 
Tory. Right. I mean, she really is an asshole. So how do yeah. you redeem that? How do you redeem that? I thought I thought the way they played her working at the, the Chuck E. Cheese like place was very well done. <laughs> Where you think she was like, gonna be a know, stripper? Yes. <laughs> you know, they're all putting on more makeup and they're all wearing, you know, different colored wigs and stuff. And it's like, oh, well that's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's Ariel. Yep. <laughs> um but yeah, but she's still an asshole. So how do you well I don't know. I don't know how they're going to turn that around. Yeah, I mean, there. there I, I won't tell you who, but they're definitely they're definitely pushing some redemptions towards the end. Okay, well that's good. Um, you know, and there's there's some things where, like, when when you get to the end, you're like, oh, okay, that's where they're going to go with this. But it's not necessarily the people you think are gonna are the ones that should be redeemed. Okay. So it's it's interesting. It's the the it's definitely the guys that have made this are true fans and know everything about the lore of the the, the Karate Kid universe. Sure. So it's definitely it's definitely it definitely shows. And I, you know, they're still continuing to bring back people from the trilogy. Yep. Good or bad, you know. Terry's back now. Yep. Working with with Crease, and it's like, okay, let's see where this goes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you think it's going to end with some like epic battle at some point? You know, when it's time to like just call it quits. So, they. The producer said they have ideas for six seasons. And Okay, so they get two more. So they've got two more and they've already shot season five. Okay. Um I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the kid that plays Miguel got cast in the Blue Beetle movie. Oh. Okay. And so they had to in order to involve him in the next um to, in the next season, they probably had to shoot earlier than they would normally would have. Hmm. Um, right. but, um, once, once you finish the season, we'll do like a prediction thing because I kind of feel like I know where it's going, but, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay. Well, I'll finish it this week. So. Okay. But yeah, I mean, so far, you know, I mean, they're doing some good things with the characters. They're a little unexpected. Um, like when Hawk leaves training a little bit early, and then the next time you see him, he's got a he's showing up with a sledgehammer. Yep. And you're kind of like, oh, shit, he's just going to go full on psycho. And what he's really doing is building the, the deck. And yeah. it's like, yep. oh, okay. So he's grown up a little bit. That's good. Yeah, they're great at the Mr. X stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very well done so far. Yeah. So, were there eight episodes this season? There's ten. Ten. Oh, yep. okay. So, uh, yeah. I got six more to go. Okay. 
Uh, have you been watching The Expanse? I am not caught up with this week's. I watched last week's. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I missed a week, but when I went to watch it on Friday, I was like, "Oh shit, I missed." I'm like behind one somehow. Hmm. Um. But the one that I watched was the one where they everybody on the Rosinante discovers that Holden um, deactivated the missile before it hit the ship. So there's a lot of like finger pointing and. Um, well, he didn't deactivate it. Yeah, Holden did. He shuts it down before oh. it blows up. He does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's why, like, when Bobby's all pissed off, um, about the the missile and how could it be a dud, and Peaches is sitting there, Holden is sitting there, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't tell her. I didn't feel the need to." to really bring that up. Mm, okay. I don't remember that. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that. I could have sworn there was some scene where he's yelling at the rest of the crew saying that should have been my decision. Oh, I don't, maybe that's in the next one. I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I know I fucked up by not being caught up, but that's right. Damn you. Sorry. Oh, well. I'm sorry, man. Um, the ending of this episode is really good. But, I mean, aren't there only six episodes this season? Yeah, there's only one more after this week. Yeah, it's like this This episode five did not feel like the ultimate episode. It's kind of like there's um, a lot of dialogue, but there's not a lot of moving the narrative forward. Hmm, okay. So it's kind of weird. It's like, did they get some kind of last minute deal that we don't know about that it's going to, you know, continue on or something? I don't know. It was billed as the last season, so I really don't see them doing that. Going, oh, psych, we lied. Yeah. Because the thing, the thing that they had said was like, Amazon went to the producers and we're like, hey, can, do you think you can do this in six episodes instead of ten? Yeah. And they had to like go back and like say, yeah, I think so. I think I think episode six is like an hour and a half. Okay. And I think that was the compromise. I think they were like, look, we can do it in six, but the last one you've got to give us a little bit more time. Hmm. So. Okay. But it sucks because once that's over, then, you know, we lose another really good sci-fi series. Right. And that sucks. Yeah, I did try watching something else this week, and I couldn't get through more than 10 minutes of it. Which is? Annette, the movie with Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. Okay. Oh, my God. It was just... I. I just couldn't I I don't I can't even begin to describe it. It's it's a musical for the first part. Um he plays kind of like a shock comic and his wife is an opera star. Okay. And they have their first child 
who's played by a marionette. <laughs> what? It, it's just fucked up. It's like I I couldn't I couldn't get through it. It's got Simon Helberg in it. Yes. Weird. Yes. I don't know if they were trying to be like an edgier answer to La La Land or what, but oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just bizarre. Wow. I'm surprised because you usually don't give up on shit. You'll stick to it to the bitter end. I, I, I barely got through maybe 10 minutes of it. Wow. I don't know. It, I mean, it was kind of the format. It was kind of everything about it. What What is it? Oh, it's on Prime? Yeah. It's like one of only three new things on Prime. <laughs> it's two hours and 20 minutes? Yep. Holy shit. Of Kylo Ren sings. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. I'm curious now. Like, I want to watch the first ten minutes to see what like drove you away. Sure. Weird. Something that I watched this week um, that I actually watched the whole way through. Um, have you seen the movie on Netflix called don't look up? No, I've, I, it intrigues me, but I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. So it's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, Jennifer. Oh, what's her name? Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. I was going to say mystique, but, um, they are scientists who discover a comic, uh, comet that is on a, a, a doomsday trajectory to earth and okay. they go and they tell the government and the government doesn't care. And so it's Meryl Streep is the president. I was the president. And, yeah. Um, so she's this, she's this out there president who um, smokes all the time. And her okay. son, who is her chief of staff, um, and that's Jonah Hill. And okay. so it's, it's after the last two years, it's like watching a documentary almost. Okay. Um, to the point where, where the half of the nation is like, you can see the comet in the sky coming this way. And the other half of the nation who the president is having rallies about like just don't look up and it won't affect you and it's this really weird like if this had come out five years ago I would have been like there's no way that people would act like that oh really but after after the election last uh, in 2020 um, the, the last year of COVID it really felt like like Leonardo DiCaprio was being put into a documentary that um, they had been shooting for a couple of years. Like it was, it's really weird. Hmm. And it basically is like, you know, there's a scene um, where people are wearing hats and shirts 
that it's like the media is lying to you. Don't look up the, and it's like the oh, media wow. is the enemy of the people. And like they took what was going on and they just put it into this thing of like, Hey, there's a comet coming to kill us. Hmm. Um, the most amazing Does thing, Bruce Willis. Okay. No. Um, the most amazing thing is like during our family zoom meeting on Monday, my aunt happened to ask for, um, recommendations for movies. Okay. And it was my father who was a lifelong Republican who said, you should watch. Don't look up because it's amazing how these people would act. And I was like, um, did you get the point of the movie that it was like basically ripping apart your political party? <laughs> but I didn't, I was just like, okay, cool. Hey, as long as he's, maybe he's waking up. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. So it's, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a way interesting movie too. I mean, I know we all lived it for the last two years, but in a, in a sense of entertainment, it's, it's an interesting watch for sure. Right. I'll have to add that to my list since there's, you know, soon going to be a dearth of stuff to watch. It's, I think it's like two and a half hours long. It's, it's a little on the long side for like a sci-fi comedy, but it's, it's, it's pretty well done. And there's like a mid credits and an after credit sequence too. So you have to kind of stick around. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to, you'll just miss something. Okay. Did you watch the uh, the Harry Potter reunion on HBO? I have not watched it yet. I've I've heard it's really good. It's so I I feel like they saw what happened with the um with the Friends, Friends. reunion and were like we're not doing that. Okay. And it's 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 interesting. There's a lot um there's a lot of people that come back. There's there's very notable absences. Okay. Um, of people who don't show up, like like Mrs. Weasley's not there, even though okay. she's still alive. David Thewlis isn't there, and he was a huge part of the the movies. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Gambon isn't there. So it, there was a and J.K. Rowling wasn't there, and, but the, she ends well. up in like um, <laughs> I guess they they show footage of her from a um an interview from like 2019 or something before she was crazy before she went off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably being very careful about letting her talk because <laughs> she'll sink this cash cow very quickly. <laughs> but it's interesting because there's it's small pockets of people discussing specific movies and they run through all eight movies. And so like, when they're discussing the first two, it's Chris Columbus and Daniel Radcliffe and, and Rupert Grint and um, um, what's her name? Uh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Um, and they're like they're they're like in. Well, it's it's Chris Columbus and Daniel Radcliffe talking um, in Dumbledore's office. And that's intercut with the three main actors in the common room of Gryffindor. Okay. And so they're kind of discussing what it was to like make that movie. So like 
as they as the movies progress they change the people that are talking to each other and it's it's pretty much about their their experiences about making the films it's not really like it's not really a reunion where like they bring everybody out and like they're asking them questions it's not a panel no it's not a panel at all it's it's reminiscing about these 10 years in these people's lives that you know, growing up as children has changed them forever. Kind kind of thing. And does that make for good watching? It's got very interesting stories. And I think if you're a fan okay. of filmmaking and you're a fan of the Harry Potter films, hearing some of the behind the scenes things that went on and it's intercut with like home movies of things that you've never seen. Um, okay. It's, it's an interesting watch, you know, it's, they start talking about people that they lost and they, they talk about specifically Richard Harris and Ellen Rickman and, um, the woman who played Narcissa and, Oh, hello. Helen McCrory. Yeah. And the people that are talking are completely broken up and it's super emotional. And then they do like this in memoriam screen of all the people that have passed away from the Harry Potter series. And you're like, Holy shit. A lot of people have died. Hmm. So it's it, it's it's emotional and it's funny and it's like I wouldn't have called it a reunion. I would have called it like a retrospective on the making of this series. And who else did they they bring out? Was it mainly the kids and the directors or It's well so a lot of people were sitting by themselves, a lot of the older people. So like okay. like when they interviewed him, like you could tell like Robbie Coltrane is is not well. I think he's in a wheelchair now. Mm. And so whenever he's talking about Hagrid, he's kind of by himself. Um there is there is one shot of him talking to Emma where he basically was like, Look, I spent more time with you and Daniel and Rupert in those ten years than I did with my kids at points. And like, so it's this, it's this idea of like people like sacrifice their kids growing up to make these movies at times. Yeah. And so like, you know, that's, that's kind of interesting. They have Daniel talking to Gary Oldman at one point. They talk to, um, Helena Bonham Carter. And there's there's a subset where they're in Gringotts, the Gringotts um, set, and um, it's Draco and Neville and Dean, like the one black guy that was in all of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's those three discussing as the other ones are talking about their experiences making the movie they'll cut to them and they're having their kind of their own discussion. So I feel like it might've been part COVID and part scheduling and like who they could get into the rooms at the same time. But like they needed to get, um, Daniel Rupert and Emma in this, in this room at the same time, because they're the three main characters. Sure. But like the opening is a little strange because they show, they show like Emma Watson in a bookstore and Robbie Coltrane drinking tea somewhere and they get this letter and they all wind up on the Hogwarts Express and then they all wind back up at Hogwarts. Uh, 
but it's like everybody but Daniel Radcliffe. Hmm. And you're like, wait, what's going on? And then they cut to Daniel Radcliffe walking through the Diagon Alley set. Okay. And it's like, so he must not have been there in order to be in the like quote unquote party scene. It it was it was it's a little strange, but I think it it came down to like who they could get at what time, and I think that's why a lot of the notable people are missing too. Yeah, because they they have the sit down where it's all of the Weasley kids. It's well, I shouldn't say that. It's the twins, Ginny, and Mister Weasley sitting in the burrow set, um, and Rupert's not there, and Mrs. Weasley's not there. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that's a little strange. But I mean, in a COVID world, who knows what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are, you know, some of those actors who are not interested in being, you know, uh, in public <clears throat> in that kind of, you know, situation. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Mrs. Weasley has retired from acting because of cancer. Oh, okay. Fucking cancer, man. Dang it. I guess that means there's no Mamma Mia 3. Oh, why? Was she in Mamma Mia? Yeah. Oh. And she blames the cancer on her acting. What? Acting caused it because of the way I approach it. I have to be totally in it. It's very stressful. Stressful. You're being judged. It's a stressful job. It's not good for me. Oh. Okay. Oh, and apparently she she might be tempted to return to movies for Mamma Mia three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, money talks, right? I'm surprised that. Warwick Davis wasn't there. I was kind of surprised too. There's, there's one scene. He's a media whore. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, there's one scene where, um, they're showing the very last day, and the very last shot of the entire thing was, I think it was from part one of Deadly Hollows, where they jump into the the fireplace at the ministry of magic yes after taking the uh the potion to change into other people right. and yeah, yeah, yeah so that's the very last shot that they shot and they they showed the cast like like uh, hugging and being really sad and warwick davis was there and then all of a sudden i was like why isn't warwick in the rest of this that's really weird hmm. so i'm not really sure why weird I just don't like little people yes you do they don't I do oh (laughs) so it's good I mean it's 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 amazing to think that that was 20 years ago yeah Jesus Um, and that they're all in like their 30s now but it, it it is very much like made for the fans. It's not, you know, it's, it's definitely like if you're a casual Harry Potter fan, you may not like 
like it too at much all. for the deep dive. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is something I want to see. So I'll find a way. <laughs> Maybe the neighbors will have it, and I can, you know, pop my head over the fence and watch it. <laughs> Who are you, Wilson from uh, Home yes. Improvement? You out giving uh, sage advice to like the neighbor kids? Yes. Oh, there's that creepy the, guy the looking over the fence asked. again. Yeah. Nope. 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 All right, well, geez. You know there's ways to watch movies. Oh, of course there are. I haven't had HBO for a while. Maybe I can get a trial. <laughs> or I can just tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to promote things like that out loud. Look, as long as you have a VPN, you can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I know that they say that like VPNs aren't as secure as people think, but if I'm taking the precaution of watching it in an incognito browser window through a VPN, I don't really think that anybody's going to waste their time because I stream something. No, no. You don't think you're the one straw that breaks the camel's back and, no. you know, the one, the Walt Disney Organization is knocking on your door. There's Goofy there with handcuffs. Well, no, because I actually, I actually went out and purchased three years worth of Disney Plus. So, like, yeah, most of that shit, most of the Disney shit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this way. But like, there are definitely things that like you either can't find or you're like, well, I don't want to get another streaming service just to watch two episodes of this. So I'll just watch it online. I'm not downloading anything. I'm just streaming it. Right. I think that's a there's a difference there. Is there? Okay. Well, in my mind there is. In my head canon. Okay. I'm sure a judge wouldn't see it that way, but I feel like that that's <laughs> that's the way it is for me right now. Why not? All right. Here we go. You watch anything else recently? Uh, anything new on network television no. that you should be watching? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still watching The Rookie. I'm still watching Magnum P.I. You are a glutton for punishment. Jesus. I love Magnum PI. I got to tell you. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, it 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 mm. <laughs> I really like the original show and this one is not trying to be something totally new and different and fresh and exciting. It's like it's very close to how the original show was. With the exception of Higgins being a woman. Oh. So there's the whole Sam and Diane thing going on. Oh. Um, but other than that, it's really well done.
Well, that's good. I mean, do they do they need the sexual yeah. tension thing or? Um, it's played off really well. Okay. That it's not the the focus of everything. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah. There's not much else on that I'm watching. <laughs> Jeopardy. Are you, yeah, are you a fan of um Amy, Amy? Fowler? No. 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 But the Amy who now just broke a million dollars is really good. Okay. Um Yeah. But what do you what how do you feel about the the hosts? Um uh, <laughs> Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik both seem very surprised by the answers. <laughs> like, they'll give, you know, the contestant will give an answer, and then there'll be a little bit of a pause, and they're like, that's race. So I don't know if it's the person talking in their ear or what it is, but it's kind of disturbing. Right. Um. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel that anybody could replace Alex Trebek at this point. Well, no. And the, and the one guy that Alex Trebek, I guess thought was a worthy successor. They didn't even talk to the producer. Yeah. The producer. Well, that's cause he was like a sex offender or something. Wasn't he? Well, no, 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 no. This was somebody else. This was, Oh, there, I guess they had asked him at one point who they felt could be the successor. And I don't remember. I don't remember the dude's name, but it was like had had the same kind of like background as Alex Trebek. And Alex felt like like this is the guy that should be replacing me. And then they didn't even talk to the person that like it wasn't even in the running. Okay, And it's like, wow, way to way to honor the legacy of the dude that like built Jeopardy. Well, I mean, it's really not his choice. No, but I mean. I mean, what's he going to do? Come back and haunt them? He might. Suddenly there'll be some, some unexplained accidents on set. <laughs> Categories go crazy. Everything's a daily double. What the hell's going on? Right. I think they should just give it to Drew Carey. I mean... He, he could use a second day of work. He, he's. He, I really like him on, on Price is Right. Yeah, I think he's charismatic enough that like he really pulls that shit off. Yeah, but I've always I've always liked him because of that. Like he always he always seems like he's having a good time. It doesn't really feel like he's working like like he's just he's just there to have fun. Right. And when you watch when you watch him on Price is Right, you could tell that he's a kid like all of us. When we were sick, when we were growing up, we watched Price is right. Mm -hmm. And he like if you watched when he first took over, he did a bunch of interviews on. Um, oh, what was what was his name? The guy that was on his show, Greg, Craig Ferguson um, okay. on the Craig Ferguson show where like he was really excited about like getting to be in the same area with like certain games and like getting to play them like when nobody was around and like spinning the wheel and stuff. And it was, it, it's really apparent that like he was a fan 
And so, like, I think that's kind of what you need. To, and when you're, if you're going to replace somebody iconic like Bob Barker or Alex Trebek, I think you need somebody who has stage presence and a good personality and is also there because they're a fan. Sure. You know, I don't know who that is. I like, I'm lucky if, if I watch Jeopardy that I get like three of the questions, right? <laughs> I'm just not well versed in some of the shit that they ask. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all a crapshoot as to what questions they're going to throw at you. Yeah. Cause you know, you could sweep a, an entire topic or you could be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go on Celebrity Jeopardy, like on SNL. Yeah, right? I'd do pretty well there. Would you? I, your it, Sean Connery impression? Well, yes. Fuck it, Trebek. <laughs> Thank you. You're the man now, dog. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's I've seen like when they were doing all that shit with like the, the different hosts, I think I watched a couple of them and none of them like thrilled me. And I think Mayim Bialik is the least like interesting person to watch as a host. Yeah. Nothing personal to her. I just don't think she's got that. That she's live, an actress. She's yeah. not a presenter. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of. Hmm. Exactly. And I, maybe it's because I watch so many of those goddamn British TV shows that. That are clever. That are, well, <laughs> there, there is a job in, in, you know, England where people are nothing but called presenters. Right. And all they do is present TV shows and they're fucking phenomenal at it and they're charismatic. Right. And it's like, okay, we don't have anybody like that here. Like Drew Carey might be the closest. Yeah. You know, it's definitely not fucking James Corden. No. You know, who's not making Weight Watchers commercials. Well, do you see that bullshit where he like apparently asked for $5 million raise and then nothing for the crew? Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck you, fat man. And and apparently the the producers of his show don't like him. So, oh no shit! Who does like him? Maybe his agent. <laughs> well, yeah, only because he's making him money. I mean, who likes him as a person? Do you think his wife likes him, or do you think she's just on the gravy train? A gravy train. <laughs> Definitely gravy train. I'm going to pop out of a couple of his bastard kids and then I'm tied to him for life. That's it. Anchor babies. <laughs> you know, when he started a show, I was like, oh, cool. They're going to do the English format where they just bring everybody out and they talk for an hour. And then you realize, no, they were just there for like for him to stroke his ego. And it's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you watch. Like, have you ever seen the Graham Norton show? Yes. Oh, I love Graham Norton. There's a dude that can work a fucking interview, man. I like the big red chair. <laughs> yeah. With the, with the switch. Yes. We don't like what you're saying. We're just going to flip you over. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, that's a dude that, that can get shit out of celebrities and have a good interview and like 
bounce things off of the other people and like it's like it's an entertaining fun hour and then you look at our talk shows and it's like oh there's there's Jimmy Fallon pretending to laugh at somebody yeah I don't know I more and more I feel like I should be living in England do you yeah no letting your dental dental hygiene go not London but like I really feel like I could live you know somewhere close to London but like not in London London adjacent yeah Stonehenge like I don't want to pay for TV like I just think that's stupid (laughs) And if you're going to drive your car in a major city, like, like then you have to pay a congestion charge and who the fuck wants that? Yeah. But unlike the U S they have really good public transportation. Well, yeah. So there's that. (laughs) You should buy like a little, little country estate. Lord Christopher. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Enjoying time with the dog and your children romping through the woods. Maybe take up fox hunting. I bet I bet house prices near London is fucking stupid. Uh, a friend of mine just moved out of London because it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, again, I don't want to like live in London. No? No. Like... Like, I kind of feel like it should be like, you know, when I grew up and I was like an hour outside of New York City, mm-hmm. you, you could go for the day and like, like take in the culture that was New York and then go right. home. And I think that's kind of like what I need if I was going to move. to Yeah, you, you can get out before the piss smell is too overwhelming. That's right. I mean, London, L.A., whatever. I mean, it all smells like piss, right? Well, there's there's a one bedroom on Alma Road in London for four hundred twenty five thousand pounds. Good God! Yes. Now, if you'd like to to live on Chesilton Road, we're talking three million pounds. <laughs> oh well, that's a steal. If you'd like to live in a tenement at Belvedere Belvedere Court, it's four hundred fifty thousand. Like I wish I knew what a like a what a good like is Reading a good city in UK? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of close to London, but it's not. It's it's not like Dartford, where it's like right on the outskirts. Yeah, and they have all those like really cool names for places. Go live in Nottingham. You could live in Cockfosters. <laughs> I want to go live in uh, Cardiff, where Doctor Who took place. Oh, there you go. You could you could live in Barking for about sixty four thousand dollars, sixty four thousand pounds. That's not go. bad. One bedroom. Okay, so if if I was to okay. Let's just, we're going to pick Manchester. 
house prices. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look up the Manchester UK housing prices. Okay. Um I don't oh Jesus Christ. Okay. Property <laughs> investment. Okay, so they they call it property investment there. Uh can I see your listings? Please? I know you're closed today. Come on. None of these have Okay, here we go. Uh well this is like investments and shit. Like what Is that not what you, is that not what you're looking for? What an investment? Yeah. Well I'm looking for like like just housing prices. But like if you put that in there, it just spits out like Here's here's some like realtors. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong spot. Hang on. I didn't want Gmail. What the fuck is going on with my computer? <laughs> All right. Hang it's on. the ghost of Alex Rebeck. It is. What the fuck, man? Yes. All right, so the average property is about 198,000 pounds, which is a, okay. which is typical for like where I live. So I could see like living in Manchester. Hmm. So supposedly you could live comfortably in London for 53,000 pounds a year. Really? That sounds kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's, that sounds kind of sketchy. Yeah. So, like, it is cheaper than living in New York City. Well, that's true. So, if I wanted to live closer to the city center of Manchester, it'd be like two hundred twenty thousand pounds, which okay. is not terrible. You know, liquidate everything here and move over there. Yeah. I could go for that. Why does that have like something to do with Glasgow? That's weird. I don't know. I'm like some of my family's from England anyway, so I just kind of like be moving back home. Yeah. We should track down some of those relatives. I should. I should. I should be like, hey, can you take me in? I am your long lost relative. So if I wanted a four bedroom on Hodge Street in Manchester, it's 175,000 pounds. And it's. It's something called semi-detached, whatever the fuck that means. Okay. But I mean, it's a nice little English house. Could definitely live there. Kitchen's a little weird, but you know, not gonna spend that much time in the kitchen. Mm, semi-detached is like a duplex. Oh. 
where you're sharing a wall. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want that. No, why not? Because I'm always afraid that the idiot on the other side is going to start a fire. <laughs> I guess terrorist is like a townhome, like in, that's stuck in the middle. That's sharing, possibly sharing two walls. Yeah. And the ceiling. Ugh. I don't want apartment living. No? No. But I guess that's a lot, that's the way a lot of the houses in, in England are. It's like you don't yeah. really find a whole lot of detached houses. No. No, they're row houses. Yeah. I want to go live at Four Privet Drive. Oh, there you go. I see there's a lot of space under the the stairs. <laughs> Turn that into a bedroom. Yes. Place to hang out. Yeah. Little nook. You could flat share. Uh, no. No? You don't like roommates? No. No? Okay. It'd have to be the right roommate, and that would just take forever to find. Yeah. So it looks like a lot of Manchester is either semi-detached or terraced. Hmm. Okay. Because I don't see any... I don't see any that are just like standalone houses. Although this might just be fucking... Let's see. Okay, let's look up detached. Four bedroom detached is 525,000 pounds. That's a little much. Think so? Yeah. It's really weird when like they it says it's a detached house, but the picture basically looks like a row house. <laughs> Mm. And is it just that the houses are that close together? You should live in Nottingham. Yeah, live in the woods. Yeah. Sherwood Forest. Yeah. You should live in Wales. Why Wales? I don't know. So there's a, there's a picture. This this house that I'm looking at is it's a three bedroom detached house, but I guess they've built a bedroom in the attic. And I shit you not, okay. there is a picture of a bed and then like a carpeted floor with a hole in it, with a ladder sticking out. Oh, nice! And it's like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's a little fucked up, but whatever. It's got a nice little garden. Oh, yeah, the houses are just that fucking close. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's detached, but you're literally six inches from one house to the other. Yeah, it's it's Grimmel Place. Yeah. Holy shit. It's got a nice inside, though. Don't know if it's worth 290,000 pounds. No? Nah. 
You'll have to go check it out. Road we trip. Should, we should take a road trip. Here we go. We could do a Harry Potter tour. Hey, I, I'm up for all that shit. <laughs> you just tell me when you're available. Uh, July. July. Okay. I can get my passport by then. We're on. Okay. We should be in the next uh, next version of COVID by then, right? What are you up to? O? What's next? P? Well, so I read about something this morning that they just identified some variant that is the worst parts of Delta and with the transmissibility of Omicron. So yeah. it's like the worst of both of them. And it's like, oh, good. <laughs> That's fun. Can't wait for that. Yay. So, yeah, you know, we should be through the next lockdown by then. That's great. Take a couple of weeks off. Fly over there. Yeah. Eat some some proper English breakfast. Sunday roast. It is the best thing ever. <laughs> This is the best part of quarantine over in the UK. <laughs> Room service delivering the Sunday roast. Nice. Mm, yummy. That and real fish and chips. Oh, I bet. Mushy peas, not so much. <laughs> just got to close your eyes when you eat them. It's like just like eating runny snot. Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. No. Well, fine. All right, so we'll plan a road trip for fucking July. Okay. Do we need to start looking at flights now? Uh, We should. I'm sure we'd have to get some good deals. do some of that weird like um saw something on Instagram the other day where like you can call and request um a company discount and if you give them a certain code they'll just give it to you without checking whether or not you actually work for the company really yeah okay we can try that all right you know it'll be fun yeah All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No. All right. No. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. They call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs>